Hello, and welcome to 7-Minute Explainers, your audio guide to everything you need to know about compelling and complex topics. I'm Lauren Hansen, an editor at The Week, and today I'd like to talk about America's struggling Rust Belt. The Rust Belt is an area that stretches from western New York to Pennsylvania and across Ohio, Michigan, Indiana, Illinois, and Wisconsin. This vast region was once the booming heart of America's manufacturing industry. In 1979, that industry peaked, and American manufacturing jobs hit an all-time high. After that, it was all downhill. Over the next four decades, factories downsized, closed, and outsourced work to low-wage countries like Mexico and China. Communities became dotted with derelict factory buildings, empty warehouses, and struggling downtowns filled with pawn shops and boarded-up stores. The young people fled, and a growing number of those who stayed among the poverty and the hopelessness have turned to opioid and other drugs to cope. Since those heydays of the late 1970s, the number of jobs in manufacturing has plummeted by 7 million. But then, Donald Trump arrived to save the Rust Belt. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. The era of economic surrender is over. We're going to fight for every last American job. It's time to remove the rust from the Rust Belt and usher in a new industrial revolution. We're going to do it. On the campaign trail, candidate Donald Trump promised to bring jobs back by renegotiating trade deals and slapping tariffs on imports. We will stop these countries from taking our jobs. We will stop these countries from taking our companies. And so how is the former candidate, current president, doing with those promises? Let's take a look. In November 2016, Carrier Corporation, an Indiana-based air conditioning manufacturer, announced it would choose not to move 800 jobs to Mexico in exchange for various economic incentives. Several other companies, including Ford, also announced decisions to keep or create jobs in the U.S., all of which Trump took credit for. But even if Trump made similar deals every week for the next four years, he would bring back only 4% of the manufacturing jobs lost since the year 2000. So, on a broader level, President Trump has also floated the possibility of tariffs and import taxes of 20 to 30% on products made in Mexico, China, and other countries. He also vowed to renegotiate NAFTA. But when it comes to the Rust Belt's recovery, few economists think these policies will work. The reality is that trade deals have played only a small part in the Rust Belt's decline. Let's take NAFTA, for example. NAFTA took effect in 1994, but the U.S. lost half of its manufacturing jobs before then, and seven years before China joined the World Trade Organization. The much bigger culprit in job loss has been automation. Five million factory jobs were lost between 2000 and 2010, and about 85% of that loss can be blamed on technology and robots. That's why virtually all economists agree that bringing back millions of lost jobs is unlikely at best, and at worst, could backfire and hurt more Americans than it promised to help. Let's say, for example, Trump adopts a protectionist trade policy. 
This could lead to retaliatory tariffs on U.S. exports to Canada, China, Mexico, and other countries. And a trade war, as you might imagine, isn't good for business. American farmers who get 30% of their revenue from exporting produce and meat abroad would absolutely feel it. And major U.S. corporations wouldn't be immune either. Because they derive 40% of their profits from foreign sales, these big U.S. companies would be forced to lay off workers as well. Now, this isn't to say that Rust Belt workers are doomed, but something has to change. Economists agree workers there need to be retrained for the new manufacturing age, which requires employees who can program and operate computers and robots. In one sense, automation is a jobs boom. The U.S. will need to fill 3.5 million skilled jobs in specialized manufacturing over the next decade. To help fill that demand, the Trump administration could create training programs that connected community colleges to local companies. Another job growth area is health and educational services, with positions for nurses, healthcare aides, and teachers. That sector grew 43% in several Rust Belt states between 1996 and 2006. The problem is that the potential for service jobs and manufacturing retraining is limited. Many blue-collar men in their 40s and 50s see service jobs as women's work and are intimidated by the idea of being retrained to operate computers. For that reason, some social scientists have offered a more drastic solution. Relocation. Lawmakers could pass a new Homestead Act that would subsidize people who want to leave the Rust Belt for booming urban areas like Houston or Los Angeles, where job growth is brisk. There's actually evidence that such a drastic solution could work. Back in the 1990s, there was a similar relocation experiment known as moving to opportunity. And studies of that experiment found that poor families who relocated, with help from the Department of Housing and Urban Development, often ended up happier and healthier than families who stayed behind. Of course, this kind of solution acknowledges a very hard truth that some of the Rust Belt's historic steel towns and manufacturing hubs may not be able to be saved. And that does it for this week's episode of 7-Minute Explainers. Look out for new episodes every Thursday on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, tell a friend, or give us a rating or a review on iTunes. Thanks so much for listening.